Welcome back to Batting Around. Uh, it's Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. I'm your co-host, Jane Ost. And with me, as always, is Lauren Walker. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren and Steven. You. All right. Last week, uh, we had our wonderful guest, Sungmin Kim, on to talk about KBO. But we're going to go back to shitting on Major League Baseball this week. Plenty of stupid stuff <laughs> <laughs> happened since we recorded last. If only we were still talking about the KBL, but no, we we, yeah. we, we took a week off of uh, shitting on our on our sports on our sports league, so it's time to uh, double up. Um, let's just start with the unavoidable topic of the last I don't know month, six weeks or so. Uh, the sticky stuff. We had a really a, a fairly stupid incident. It's, it's, it, at least it seems on its face. Uh, a stupid incident. Hector Santiago, Twins legend, current Mariner, as he was exiting the game on Sunday, I believe it was Sunday, uh, yesterday as of when we were recording this, uh, got got checked for foreign substances, as pitchers have been doing for a week now. And they the umps said that they found something sticky on his glove. He insisted it's, it was just sweat and rosin. Um, who knows? We don't know what it is for sure yet. He insisted it was just sweat and rosin, um, which doesn't seem <laughs> like it should be a problem. But the umpires told him on the field that he can't have rosin on his glove hand, which seems, I don't know, that seems really stupid. That seems absurd. Yeah. We'll see what <laughs> what the, their lab tests come back. But I think at this point, Major League Baseball uh, is deserving of zero trust. And this seems very arbitrary and stupid. Like... What what you do with rosin? <laughs> the the league supplied rosin, and the and the sweat that naturally comes off of your body. Uh, it seems like you should be able to do whatever the hell you want with those two things. It's absolutely absurd, but like not surprising. No, we always knew it would no. be absurd because we knew they were going to half-ass this for a minute. They decided to do it in the middle of the season, like they faced public pressure and they flopped and like come up came up with a half-ass solution on the fly and. Now we're having this. It was inevitable ever since like they decided they, you know, got all ginned up and to do something, capital S something, and uh, uh, now we're stuck with the results. Yeah, we have the stupid overcorrection that we all knew was coming, uh, and it's coming <laughs> for a marginal guy on the Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for Trevor Bauer when he's right there. Like, he's right there. Come on. But that's too much publicity. They don't want... They're tr- they're walking a fine line here. Yeah. Well, they, they can't really, you know... The the superstars, the guys who sell all the jerseys, it's... There's more backlash if they get targeted than... I don't know. That's, you know, obviously Max Schroeder's gotten searched, too. They're all getting checked also. But um, there's an incentive structure in place for MLB to overlook certain things and not other things. And... Uh, you know the the marginal the marginal guys are always the ones who are gonna fall for the, through the cracks and not have the clout to get them off their back as easily. I don't know. It's it's screwy. Yeah, this probably like will end with him getting cut there because you're once you uh, get get popped for this, your team can't replace you for for ten days. I mean, you know he'll challenge this, you know whatever the suspension that they give him, but that's you know that's that's a huge hindrance to your team in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and they're doing it. They're not doing it to one of the big teams or a contending team, really. They're just, you know, like let's grab some marginal guy in the Mariners, and make an example out of him. It seems, it seems like I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get 
too conspiratorial here, but actually I kind of do. <laughs> that Major League Baseball must uh, must have just been, you know, frothing, like just waiting for somebody that they could pop for this. I I I I'm, I, I'm not going to say I'm being charitable, charitable, but I think it's also I, th- I think it's totally possible also that the umpires themselves are just kind of unclear on the rules. Uh, they're they're you know hearing sure. different things and different interpretations. The rules themselves are kind of arbitrary as we know and, and ill-defined uh so I, I do think it's totally you know within the bounds of possibility that the it was just a bad call by the guys on the field um which doesn't change the larger picture it doesn't change uh the you know the overall structure of, of what caused this to happen in the first place which is the half-assed implementation to begin with lauren i'm not here to make reasonable <laughs> level-headed takes um, I am here to shit on Major Hot League takes. Baseball. Right. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. This is the <laughs> yeah. first step in the long-term 20-year path MLB has carved out for the future to make sure the Mariners never make it to the playoffs again. That's right. That's right. Speak it's on a little, it. It's the little ticky-tacky <laughs> things like this. First they get Santiago. Then they get Jared Kalenic. He's already been torched. You know, he, he should have come up and been great, but... They give him. They put the whammy on him too. They can't, they can't let these guys, you know, have a, have, you know, have a career. They can't do nope. it. Nope. They 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 they're selling at this point. The Mariners, uh, the, the doomed franchise thing, is like a a marketing uh, tactic for them, and they're just gonna keep plugging away. It's WWE, <laughs> folks. It's all fake. But yeah, and speaking of of this, these checks, uh, you know, we saw last week. We touched on it briefly, but we saw you know, Scherzer get indignant about it. Uh, we saw Romo take his pants off, a thing <laughs> for which he has apologized. Yeah, I've had to apologize for that too, so you know, I understand. Yeah, you know, but we also saw, there's a great picture that I saw on Twitter earlier of Orioles knuckleballer <laughs> Mickey Janice <laughs> in his one game that he played getting checked for substances, a guy who only throws knuckleballs, <laughs> who wants as little spin as possible getting checked for it, like... Which, which is very funny. I mean, I know it's just the procedure they have to do, but that's mm-hmm. great. But it's also, uh, but also on that uh, R.I.P. to his you know current run in the majors. He was up for four days. Yeah, <laughs> pitched three point one innings, gave up seven runs. So I uh, was very excited for a knuckleballer to be back in in the majors. You know, saw the slowed down, zoomed in uh, gifs and videos of his pitching, right. and it's God, it's a thing of beauty. Watching a knuckleball in slow motion, just not spin and take weird as hell paths to the to the catcher's mitt. God, it's so cool. We really need a sustainable knuckle knuckleballer. Badly. We need him back. Absolutely, anything it takes. Maybe they checked him because he was using so, and they were like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" <laughs> like, come on, man. We're we're not gonna make a big deal out of this. But let's come on. Like, what are you what are you thinking? I'm glad they're going about all this in a very strategic, methodical way. Yeah, all above board, all very clearly laid out, you know, so both the players and umpires and teams can all be on the same page, you know. Yeah, totally. It just makes, like, I mean, yeah. if, if, if you're going to if you're gonna change the rule in the middle of the season. <laughs> like, say what you will about, like, changing the ball every year. Like, at least it wasn't happening. At least it wasn't a different ball before and after the All-Star break. Can you imagine how absurd, like, ugh. Yeah, they'd never, you know change the ball uh between the regular season and the playoffs or anything <laughs> never ever no no of course not never no <laughs> not in a way that can be proven 
through Statcast data. They would never. Not do in that. a way that specifically fucks over the the power hitting teams in the AL Central and a- AL East. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. Speak on it, Lauren. <laughs> oh, you built your whole team around hitting home runs in the postseason. Oh no! Yep. What a oh no! What a what a bad call that you totally could have been predicted at the start of the season. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> better better luck next time. Yeah. Just hope we don't do it again. Oh, and and I mean, and, and speaking of Major League Baseball conspiracies, the <laughs> uh, the umpire that called Hector Santiago on this was Phil Cuzzy, um, who in 2009 was probably the most hated man by Minnesotans <laughs> for calling uh, in the ALDS, calling a clearly, clearly, clearly fair ball that would have been a Joe Mauer double. Which and there's two singles hit afterwards. Uh, he called it foul, um, and he has been a. <laughs> it's been it's been on site with him in Minnesota ever since. He was the one that called that. So another another conspiracy here for me uh, against Major League Baseball. It's all coming together. Mm-hmm. It's all wrestling, folks. And uh, when they changed that ball in 2019, they really specifically wanted me to have a bad time <laughs> because they knew that I had a ticket to see uh, the twins when they were back in Minnesota for that series. It was like, it was, it was a siren going off in the LB front office and it was like the opening scene of do the right stuff where they're all in the theater room and the pull down the projector and, and uh, Mr. Commissioner Jane Austen has just bought tickets. And she's, she's got her Bomba squad shirt ready to go. <laughs> we have to stop this. We cannot allow her to have a good time. <laughs> we can't we must break her. <laughs> uh, quick aside, sorry, real quick. Did I say did I say do the right stuff or did I say the right stuff? Because I felt like I said you said you said do you the said right do stuff. the right stuff. I said do the right stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I meant the right I meant the right stuff. But do the right stuff is a, a movie I'm now imagining in my head that would be fantastic. Yeah, a combination of do the right thing and the, and right, the right stuff. stuff. I would watch that a hundred <laughs> times. <man. laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah. That would rule. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. And then we also had an announcement. I think it was after our recording last week, but we didn't, regardless, we didn't talk about it. Uh, Major League Baseball further getting into bed with legalized gambling. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about the the moon tweet? The one. Oh, that that's. That's how they announced this. Well, let's okay, let's oh, talk about Lord. what we're okay. Let me let me at least clarify what we're talking. Oh, about. Oh, sorry. Uh, MLB getting back into uh, MLB getting into organized gambling uh, even further. They now have partnered with FTX Crypto Exchange to put the that logo on all the umpires' uniforms, starting with the All Star Game oh, here in a couple Lord. of weeks, and it will continue on with that. Um, so you know they already get into bed with Bally with you know all of these mgm daily sports fantasy sites yeah, yeah. and now uh, now they're getting into crypto which uh, <sighs> just more more stupid gambling shit they said they just weren't you know making enough money like the the cable revenue stream the uh, mlb tv revenue stream the fucking tickets at the gate are all all the stadiums are back open now it just wasn't enough they had to get into like this weird fake speculative currency that's melting the planet too I don't. I still don't really know what crypto is, and I I absolutely refuse to learn. It's uh, it's uh, it's mi- mythological. Um, my understanding is it's like a, um, uh, you know, like a SCP, like those things. That's crypto. That's yeah. like cryptozoology. Like, 
the chupacabra is a classic example of a, a crypto. Well, that that crypto I'm I'm familiar mm-hmm. with and I'm I'm all about. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, if it was like okay, yeah, we got Bigfoot coming in. <laughs> yeah, to play that'd be that'd be fucking sweet. But unfortunately, it's a it's a super lame uh, crypto. So it's just uh, you take a computer, you buy up every graphics card on Earth, <laughs> um, making it so nobody can get PlayStations, nobody can get good <laughs> get gaming PCs up and running here. Um, so you can just do stupid little math equations that aren't like helping anything. They're not working towards you know self driving cars <laughs> or like useful AI. It's just busy work for computers to spit out a little coin that uh, a bunch of guys will uh, do pump and dumps on like they do for stocks and then uh, get really, really rich. But uh, yeah, I, I just I get I get that it's fake money. I get that and people are trading money. it. I get that computers are using their mm-hmm. output to to create it. But like I don't like I'm aware of all of those facts, but I don't. I fundamentally don't understand, like, how, why. I you mean, I'm also I'm also a guy who, like, when everybody was going crazy about the stock market, like, a few months ago, like, I had to be, people had to explain to me what was happening, like, three times a day for, like, two weeks, mm-hmm. and I still didn't internalize how it works because um, I'm gay, I can't do math, this, so. This is what I hate about this whole thing. But baseball is a sport for job. You shouldn't have to know these things to, to like, we, we are, this is another example of the nerds taking over the sport in a bad way, not the cool math statistical fun way. Uh, Steven, you shouldn't have to think about this stuff. Uh, you no. should be, you should be using my interpretation of the crypto where Bigfoot is actually taking Henter Santiago's spot in, in the Mariners rotation. That whips ass. It's all connected folks. Get the Jersey Devil on a team. I'll let you believe that if you want to believe that. But what it actually is, is um, we're cooking the planet alive. So the CIA has an easier way to send money to wherever they need to. And uh, people can buy child pornography. I'm still absolutely furious about the 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 tweet. They did teasing it with the moon. Yeah. And everybody was, I mean, every, people were in rare form shit posting about that. But like... I did not, I couldn't possibly have imagined it, the the outcome would be as stupid as it was. And, like, I already have, yeah. mm-hmm. like, subterranean expectations when it comes to Major League Baseball. Especially because, like, Bitcoin's been, like, tanking <laughs> for a while. I don't know. It's. I mean, I know there's a ton of other ones, but they've all kind of been tanking for a bit. So it's, I don't know, it seems weird that they're, they're getting in on this now. I, I don't think it's gonna go away or anything but it i don't know it's, it just sucks it's like it it's, it is just gambling uh just kind of like day trading is and all this other shit is and so of course major league baseball couldn't wait to get a taste if it were to start their own like coin what would it be i'm thinking bomba coin would be fun <laughs> based uh, hashtag based ball uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, gross you're off the podcast yeah. I, I, I don't like it any more than you do. <laughs> I regret to inform you. And we're going to see umpires with laser eyes photoshopped <laughs> on them. I'm just, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be so terrible. This is a, this is a massive uh, point in the favor of robot umps. 
Yeah, that's that's true. No, they, there's no hard drive. There's no there's no graphical. There's no nothing to power anymore. They're all been bought up for Bitcoin. <laughs> all the computers are in use for for mining coins now. That's true. You can't get a PlayStation, and we can't have robot umps. <laughs> and then we'll move on to our 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 uh, third point that we can hate Major League Baseball on this week: the absolute dog shit. All-star uniforms. Oh my god! <laughs> we're uh, we're revealed. Yeah, they're not good. They're holy hell. Like I like the 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 V. I like sure, and that's literally the only thing about yeah. any of it that is remotely acceptable. Yeah, should we? What, should it we? Looks like a fucking shitty European soccer. Yes, that's what everyone's saying. Yeah, it looks like soccer uniforms. I guess we should describe them, like, you know, for in case somebody hasn't heard or seen them. Um, uh, the NL uniform is uh, white with uh, uh, blue lining around the collar. It's two buttons at the top, like a polo. Um, then the uh, team name abbreviations are on the left side breast uh, vertically rather than horizontally. Yeah. Uh, so the in block letters in block letters with the logo of the team over it. Uh, so it's in in red block letters. It's impossible to read. Why are they so obsessed with overlaying things over things? I wasn't done. I still had yeah. to describe the AL. And but and I I would like to make note too. You said that there was the blue trim at the collar, and it's um also on the end of the sleeves, and it is a that like blue urban camo. Yeah, yeah, it's it. it, it, it Someone was describing. I think it was Draftic. Mark said it looked like um, like a Hawaiian T-shirt pattern, which I think is like it's somewhere between oh God, that and camo. It it's really weird. It yeah, it does kind of look like yeah. a Hawaiian T-shirt pattern. Yeah, don't. Yeah, when I look at it really closely, like I think I see like a leaf in there. So it looks like camo, but yeah, maybe that that's like a floral pattern, yeah. which doesn't make sense. They're in fucking Colorado. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, the the AL one is like a it's a it's a, a kind of a navy blue. Uh, shirt sim- similar same buttons same uh, logos on this on the left breast uh, except the lining on there is you know I actually don't hate the lining color on this it's like a like a cream like, like a, a dusky kind of cream color almost yeah it looks like desert camo though it, yeah the pattern is still kind of camouflagey it also has this weird red American flag patch on this on the sleeve which is weird yeah like the the nl1 has what looks like a subdued american flag patch yeah. that you see Ooh. on all the like three percenter guys but it's blue yeah well it's it's blue but it's like it's like yeah. a navy blue whereas the red is just like and then the red one is like red and cream it looks very bizarre but it's not like you know the red you'd see on an american flag it's i don't know yeah it looks terrible do you think these were what they had for atlanta i can't imagine I I think they had to have come up with these fresh on the fly, and I I have no idea what the reasoning for these results are. I don't remember a time when there were good all star uniforms. I don't know if that's ever happened, but I there's been, been some okay. that are inoffensive. Like these are, but the, yeah, they all just kind of look slapdash and stupid. But these ones are yeah. much what worse I'm looking. what I'm furious about is there. Uh, all-star uniforms have been like, yeah, okay or bad, but like never truly horrible and never truly great. But every year I'm always like, why aren't they wearing them on the field? Well, they are, ju- it just yeah. looks so discombobulated with everybody wearing their own 
team's uniform. It's just like who's on. Like it's just it's confusing and it's yeah. visually not great to look at. And now with these <laughs> dog shit uni- uniforms, this is the first year that they're going to be wearing them during the game. And it, and I'm just like, come on, why? Yeah, it's not good. the The hats I think are also worth mentioning. Uh, the the hats yeah. are like a, a not it's like a kind of a, it's somewhere between a navy and a black on the overall hat. But then there is a purple star, a five-pointed star, underneath the logo of the team um, for each team. And the logo is like, for most of them, is bright red. There's some that are white with red lining, and those don't look as... Those look, for the most part, fine. Um, They're kind of weird with the purple in general, but... um, The purple is like the Colorado purple. And it gradients out to white at the points of the stars. Yeah. It's biz- and some of them aren't terrible. Oh, some of them are mountains. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the just some- the black and the bright red and the purple. Just that's just Invader Zim shit to me. Those yeah. aren't good <laughs> colors together. No, like like there's a whole goddamn color theory how you pair colors, and this is like totally off the chart. Oh yeah. Yeah, this uh, is the, not good. The Orioles one looks terrible. Oh god, the Brewers one looks terrible. It's just white. Yeah, which the b- you would love, think yeah. that it would be better, but it's not. No, because it's got the outline in red. I don't hate all the white ones. Like I think the Rangers one looks okay, and the Tampa Bay one I think actually looks kind of sharp. Um, but re- the one that stands out to me as like truly atrocious is um, probably the White Sox one with the the S the, the, the Sox S O X logo on it. Well, that's yeah. that's just a bad logo. No, the logo's yes. the logo's fine. It's like that hat with like the black on white is like a classic uh, baseball cap, but like just the execution here is just is just weird. Ugh. I, like I cannot look at these and think that a human being put them together and said, "Yep, these look great." Like I think like, it was no, no, it was it was pure design by committee. Yeah, Must that's the only answer. Yeah. Someone was like, well, we should Designed do by committee, purple. and everybody involved ends up hating it a little bit. Yeah. But it's the, of all of the options that they came up with, it was the one they hated the least. Yeah, these are camels. But, like, I mean, they, they tried to do their, what was that line of hats that we talked about? A couple, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. That stupid line of hats that they, oh, uh, the, the, that they pulled. The City Connect hats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, those, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising at all that the... Those look the like they who were made. Those also made these. Those those look like they were designed by a computer program with a very very tenuous un- grasp of like human culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Uh, they came up with the AL uniform first, and we're like, yeah, all right, this is you know this is fine. Uh, the the because the darker color there and the red uh, and the cream uh, matches a little bit more. And then we're like, well, we need something that really stands out against that for the NL. Uh, who's got an idea? And then there was like a weird silence in the room. And someone said, like, we could make them white. And they just did that. And it was... Yeah, they're the home team, you know? So, yeah, make them white. Why not? Uh, but I don't know. Like, the Rockies are the only franchise with, like, purple as a, a dominant color. Why not use the opportunity here to lean into that? And rather than doing these weird purple accents on the hats, like, really do something... With that slightly more out there, you know, color scheme. It kills me that they don't take advantage of that color more because it's so unique and fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I scream to the high heavens all the time about how 
annoying it is that like basically every baseball team is either red or blue or both. Yeah. And here you've got the only purple team in the league not utilizing the color to its fullest potential. Yeah, and mo- and these are mostly red and blue again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Still just barely any purple here. Yeah. I don't know who makes these decisions, if it's Major League Baseball or if it's New Era or whatever. But I think like, it's Nike. I need them to hire me. Give me a job. I'll fix your shit. I'll make it good. Fucking get someone in there who has half a brain. I think part of the, the whole, like deal of them taking on nike as the new like you know brand of the for the for mlb was like yeah nike was like yeah you know we'll turn over our our team of crack uh genius designers and come up with all your specialty uniforms and this is like oh for three this year it's it's grim yeah this is the worst year up for like taken all together in quite a while all right well those uniforms are fucking trash they suck maybe they'll look better on the field <laughs> I don't know about that. From a uh, probably not. Who knows? Nobody watches the fucking All Star game anyway, <laughs> so who cares? That's true. Cut this whole segment. Eh, who cares? Yeah, no. I'm excited yeah. for the home run derby <laughs> in Colorado. That actually should be great. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll definitely watch that. Vlad's not gonna uh, play in it though. Shohei's in it though, it. right? I think so. Yes. Not yeah. not having Vlad is a bummer, but uh, I'll I'll take um, I'll take Shohei. He, sh- he should pitch to the rest of them. That would be a fun twist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's move it along here. We got we got some questions. At Cooper Lund says, "How broad would Otani's shoulders have to be for him to carry the entirety of the Angels on his back to the playoffs?" Considerably more broad than is <laughs> uh, biologically possible. Let's see here. Yeah. Let me think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, even on him and Trout's shoulders, if Trout wasn't injured, they still wouldn't be. Oh yeah, we got a it. status update on Trout. I don't yeah. know. The Angels are ten games behind the Athletics, so let's let's see. Shohei is six foot four. Um, he's got like I don't know, probably like four and a half, five wins right now combined. So go ahead and add a Mike Trout uh, and a Justin Upton shoulder width to him. That probably tacks on another five or five or six wins total um, with with Trout out and injured. Um, double that again. We're looking. I don't know. What's uh, how wide is someone's shoulders and they're six foot four? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you, I think you would need to be like four times broader. He'd need to like have a David Byrne suit um, of muscle without the suit on. Yeah, yeah, significantly broader. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really a huge, huge, huge bummer that uh, he's doing it's like the coolest shit that's been done in baseball for a long time, and he is. On a team that's not doing anything, really, really, really sucks. Um, okay. All right. Any thoughts on the ocean motif the A's have adopted during this year? During that streak, they started tweeting hashtag ride the wave. Uh, and now they um, have, uh, and there's a picture. Now they have this, and there's a picture of Who's this from? an A's player. Uh, this is, oh, yeah, sorry. This is from MZG99. Uh I think it's super cool and super fun. Um, I like when teams latch on to like a goofy little thing that they can, you know, have fun with in the in the clubhouse, and that like people can make into a thing on social media. The trident that they're carrying around is sick as hell. The only weird thing is that the A's are doing this 
in the division, it, it, like they share yeah. a division with the Mariners. With the Mariners, <laughs> like whole yes. branding is this? So like, yes, that's what I was gonna say. It's yes, kind it's... of confusing, but also, if they were competing with the Mariners for like the the t- division <laughs> title, that could be like a really awesome troll job. But like, the Mariners are irrelevant, and mm-hmm. it's just sort of weird. They've just kind of given up their uh, their claim to it. Yeah, at it's, this it's point. Really like the weird. A's just get to do whatever they want. But I mean, I respect it. I like it. I want to see more shit like this. I think it's goofy. I also don't really think of the Bay Area as like a surfing part of California. Like, I think more mm-hmm. of like Southern California is the surfy part where it's it's nice to do that. I think the Bay Area is a little little colder. And... Well, it started because the wind streak. I don't care. I'm just saying. Like, I don't the the surf mo- <sighs> surf motif doesn't really click for me and for, do it for, for me. a bay area team well i was gonna go somewhere with that and then i didn't cut that yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> i don't care for it it's fine uh, steven yeah, likes you it. know whatever for it. all right and then we have at booby style uh, at booby underscore styles <laughs> says what can the phillies possibly do steven nothing they can't do anything they they're, the problem is the front office. The problem is not the players. The problem is not the coaches. The problem is not the manager. It is the front office. It is their development team. They can't develop players. Every player that goes from their current team to a different team gets better. I wonder why that is. Nick Pavetta is up in Boston being halfway decent and talking about how great it is to be a part of a winning culture. Like, yeah, must be great. To get away from those fucking losers. <laughs> they can't develop. They can't draft. The only way that they can get talent is by purchasing it. And Middleton's too much of a bitch to violate the gentleman's agreement he has with all the un- other owners. So, so they're not going to go over the tax. So they're basically stuck now. Because they're at the tax. They can't do anything else. They're not going to add any more players. And the players that they got are underperforming. It's just... they're. <laughs> Steven's putting his... Hand in his, or his head in his hand right now. It's just so embarrassing. <laughs> Three uh, seasons in a row, they choked away in the final month of the season, and they had a different manager, they had different players, and different coaches for those seasons. But the same fucking thing happened every year. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Bobby, fuck you. Don't do this to me on my podcast. I, I, I also have an answer. Um, okay, go for it. Steven's Lauren. answer is probably correct. He knows the team much better than I do. Um, I will just say, I think one really simple fix, if I could wave, wave a magic wand that only affected one thing on the field to make the Phillies good instead of bad, um, I would make Alec Boehm good again. Uh, he's he's been really bad this year. He's been worth negative three or negative point three WAR with a sixty three WRC plus. He's not walking. He's striking out more. He has no power. Uh, his BABIP isn't that weird it's like 310 it's fine that that's like he's not just getting unlucky um he's doing a lot worse last season he was on the pace for three and a half war season um over the over the full year rather than just for the 180 plate appearances he got three and a half wins right now instead of minus 0.3 wins would make the phillies go from 36 wins to 39 and a half wins putting them above the nationals and essentially tied with the mets for division lead that would be great, wouldn't it? So fix him and you're fine, is what I'm saying. <laughs> fine is a strong word, but I respect and appreciate your answer. All right. <laughs> and then the other half of that question. 
Uh, the other, yeah, the other half of that question I wasn't as interested in um, is also why don't more teams have V-neck pullover jerseys as they are the sexiest style of jersey aside from sleeveless? Point one, they're cowards. Point two, yeah, that's incorrect actually because <laughs> you you can't either you can only unbutton a pullover jersey so much before you can't anymore. And that's true. We all know that the sexiest style of jersey is a very unbuttoned jersey like right. made With two or three down like the, no undershirt underneath the sunny gray special is what i like to call right. it but yes the answer is because they're cowards and uh major league baseball there's teams getting to uh design fads where they're not they don't like deviate away from what everybody else is doing at any given time that's why you're seeing like a shit ton of you know classic retro unis that are like just the current uniforms that are the old colors um which are great because like the padres look great and those those a's ones are fantastic and the philly ones philly's ones are good and all like it's not always bad to follow like the same format as everybody but like no one's gonna come out like oh yeah here's like a drastically differently cut uniform you mean like the all-star yeah. game uniform that we hated? That has buttons, though. That, it's it not does. the same as like okay. the V-neck yeah. pullover. Um, and yeah. honestly, if that's an indicator that that's where things are going, then maybe that's the only positive we can take away from those uniforms. Uh, yeah, then I would like to see, like, when a V-neck one is done good, it's the V-neck pullover is done good. It's, it's good. Oh, it's but fantastic. The, in the, the 90s through like the mid-2000s, there was a lot of extremely bad ones. Mm-hmm. That's very true really bad ones okay and then uh i have the last question here um this one's from a couple weeks ago and i meant to answer it um we're gonna be working our way through some of the um old ones that we haven't gotten to uh, over the next few shows because we, we haven't forgotten about you we we love our uh we love our question askers here so um at the work hater says new fan here the guy who asked for tips on cheering for the brewers a few weeks ago who are some good announcers to listen to for learning the finer points of the game? As always, love the cast and fuck the Cubs. That's right. Hell yeah. That is the party line here. If you can stomach watching Twins games right now. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, I think there's seven for the last ten or something like that. I mean, they haven't been horrible. But when Justin Morneau is on, he's really, really great in the booth. Uh, he, you know, only retired a few years ago. He's a guy that like knows a lot about the new like style of the game uh, and the analytics and all of that sort of stuff, and he doesn't hate it <laughs> like a lot of other announcers. Um, and he still sounds like he still you know talks to players a lot and coaches and really does talk like he'll he'll talk about like what sort of pitches are probably coming up in you know that the that the pitcher is going to sequence and why he's throwing those and what this hitter is looking for. Uh, and stuff like that. He's very, very good at um, giving you the more technical side of the game without, usually without going, like, super inaccessible. And he's just, like, a nice, soft-spoken Canadian boy. Yeah. He's he's pretty good. I, I have uh, three I'd recommend. And, and you know, what really, most of them won't really be surprised. They're the guys who are pretty consistently uh, highly respected uh, among the booths. Uh, Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser, I think, really is probably the best overall booth in the game. 
Uh, Joe Davis has really good perspective on play-by-play -play and uh, kind of the more younger analytical side of the game. Earl Hershiser has really great insight into pitching. Done color commenting for a lot of years. Uh, the other one who I think is yeah. really, really great is Jason Benetti of the White Sox. Uh, Steve Stone yep. doesn't really give you much, but Benetti also does the um, uh, ESPN Plus, I think it is, alternate broadcast, the StatCast heavy broadcast, which are, I, I really like. Um, for more, and they just have a good dynamic in the booth too. They do, yeah. Yeah, they've got ex excellent chemistry. They get along yeah. really well, and uh, Benetti can kind of get get Steve past his kind of grumpier um, uh, sides and have some fun with it. Uh, but he has really good insight into kind of the newer part of the game. I do also have to say, um, uh, he did not. He's he's certainly had his issues <laughs> recently on the air. Um, Steve Berthome and uh, Bob Bradley, the D-backs broadcasters. Brenly, uh, for all of his flaws as a as a dude, as an old cranky white guy, uh, has has had really amazing insight into uh, catching. I've learned a ton about the about calling games and uh, what kind of goes on in the catcher pitcher dynamic that I never knew because he's got decades of insight into that. Um, and if you can stomach the occasional bouts of uh, old guy crankiness, you 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 do a lot worse if you're purely looking to pick up uh, stuff about the actual like on-field play. You do have to watch the 2021 Diamondbacks, though. <laughs> that that part's not great, yeah. Save it for, like, the yeah. Zach Gallen starts next year, maybe. But, hey, congrats to them for breaking their uh, historic road losing streak. It's true. Grandma is very pleased that, that uh, they finally won one. And we all want the best for Lauren's grandma. Yes, this is a pro-Bev podcast. <laughs> Go Bev. We love Bev. All right. <laughs> uh, good talk, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we will be back next week. See ya.